with your favorite LGBTQ authors. This is Anita Kelly, and my guest today is Kelly Farmer. Hello, Kelly. Hello, Anita and listeners. I I was saying before we started recording that I was going to try very hard not to sing. Let's talk about books, baby. Let's talk about you and me. Go. (laughs) (laughs) Every time I... That yeah, every awesome. time I listen to the podcast, that's what's in my head as soon as it starts. That, that was awesome. That was an awesome rendition. We'll go with that. <laughs> You're on record now. Oh, no. <laughs> and and I love your first name, by the way. Kelly. It's, you know, it's a keeper. Yeah. <laughs> that's my last name. So, yeah. Yeah. If we co-wrote something, it could be Anita Kelly Farmer. There you go. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. We already got the name. Now we just need the book. All right, let's do it. We're doing it. <laughs> All right. Oh, sounds good. So, Kelly, you have uh, a new book coming out. Is it? It's coming out soon, right? Um, yes. Is it calling? Is, I'm sorry. No, I keep interrupting ahead. you. <laughs> you go. Go. You talk. Uh, calling the shots. Uh, it's book three of the Out on the Ice series, and it is releasing on November 15th, so very soon. Nice. All right. Can you tell us about it, about Calling the Shots? Yes. It is a sweet second chance-ish romance between rival pro women's hockey coaches. Whoa. Uh, yeah. Uh-oh. Uh, we have uh, Tierney McGovern, who is an ice queen single mom. Um, and she's very determined to protect herself and her daughter. And then we have Regan Lane, who is an outspoken former superstar hockey player. Um, and she loves the limelight and says exactly what's on her mind at all times, even when she maybe shouldn't. <laughs> it also has a very cute kid, um, a bunch of TV show references to some of my favorite shows, because why not? Why not? <laughs> And there's also a lot of cameos from the characters in the first two books in the series. Oh, awesome. Awesome. So um, was Ice Queen intentional for the ice hockey theme? <laughs> it's kind of perfect, right? Yeah, it is. I like it. So- yeah, there are some references to her being, you know, as frosty as the ice. Ooh, okay. So um, I didn't realize this is all part of a series. And the series is called Out on the Ice? Yeah, it's the Out on the Ice series, named after the first book in the series, which is Out on the Ice. Okay. And and um, when you started writing this series, like what? What got you involved in ice hockey? Are you a skater? Are you an ice hockey player? An ice hockey mom? I don't know. I'm a fan of the sport. I I do love hockey. Um, Enjoy watching it quite a bit. I learned how to play it as an adult, which um, things like that teach you why children learn these things because they're fearless (laughs) and they, you know, they just like they don't care. They fly around, they fall, they can break thing, you know, appendages. They don't care. And as an adult, you're like. Uh, I can't break my leg because I can't go to work. I can't physically drive. Yeah. So um, I I actually took like a learn how to play hockey class, which was super fun because I can I skate pretty well. Like I love my hockey skates. Like I love them, love them. Uh-huh. 
and I played floor hockey for a number of years. Okay. And like, I was good at them separately, but then when I tried to put them together, it was not pretty. <laughs> so floor hockey seems a little less dangerous to me than ice hockey. It, it, in theory, but also there's a lot less equipment. So I was oh. always getting like black eyes and bloody lips. And oh, that. <laughs> I, every so I, like the next morning, I would just send pictures to my poor mom. Like, yeah, this happened last night. Yeah, this happened last night. But <laughs> you use a really, really hard plastic rubber ball. Oh. And when that thing hits you. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> yeah. You'll take your eye out. Yeah, we you have we actually wore you know protective eye gear because it uh, yeah wow. you, you kind of need those eyeballs. Yeah. That's so yeah. cool though that you started this as an adult because um, you're right it is a little more also treacherous <laughs> as yes. an adult right you have you have farther to fall when you fall. Um, yeah. And, and you don't recover quite as fast as you, you know, like you said, when you were a kid, you got a bruise, whatever, you know, as an adult, it's like, man, this still hurts. Yeah. Yeah. Forever. <laughs> yeah. For the next, for the next 10 years. Uh -huh. Wow. That's great. Good for you. So um, what made you decide to take up ice hockey then? I had actually written um, many years ago. I've actually written had written two hockey romances. They were male, female romances uh -huh. and the, the guys played hockey in them. And, you know, I was interested in the sport and figured if I was going to write about this, like maybe I should get some real life experience and like know what it feels like. And, wow. and, uh, you know, it was kind of one of those just fun things to do after I turned 30 and I had my tri-life crisis and it was like, <laughs> like I'm gonna do these things so yeah it was just kind of for fun and also sort of book research ish yeah so that that's very I knew what it felt like uh, what the what the smells are like like the equipment truly smells as horrible as everybody says uh, I'm sure it's like football equipment oh it's just I mean Dang. there's nothing you can do to take the stink out it's yeah. just it lives in there yeah. in my in my previous position my office I worked in higher ed and my office was in the athletic building and it was upstairs by some coaches offices and oh, no. yeah, I would walk <laughs> oh, out dear. the back door, and there would be players lined up in the hallways, and oh god, the stench oh. was bad. <laughs> yeah, I I know that smell well. Yeah, it's um, it's very specific, that is. and <laughs> so it's just trapped trapped sweat. It's just <laughs> no one, no one's you know, like Yankee Candle's not gonna come out with like sweaty athlete equipment nah. like that's that's never going to be one of their signature scents it, it could be one of those like scratch off like stickers remember those that they oh my gosh gunk smells and stuff yeah, yeah. it would yeah. be like the bad ones uh -huh. <laughs> so tell us about this whole out on the ice series so uh calling the shots is number three um tell yes. us about one and two so the first book, um, which is Out on the Ice, uh, it's a slow burn, grumpy sunshine pairing, because that's my favorite pairing. 
and it features um, Carol Cassidy, who is a retired women's player, and she runs an all-girls hockey school. And uh, Amy Schwarzbach is a, uh, you know, an active player in my fictional women's pro league. And she um, comes to Caro's hockey school for the summer to like help out, but then she has to go, um, that's in Chicago, and she has to go back to Boston to play hockey in the, you know, during the season. Mm -hmm. uh, so they're only supposed to have a summer fling, but of course feelings happen and um, they, you know, have to sort of navigate that long distance relationship, fun and excitement. And then the second book in the series is called Unexpected Goals. And that is an enemies to friends to lovers um, between the dreaded U.S. Canadian women's hockey rivals. Uh, yeah, one is a Canadian, uh, Maisie is the Canadian goalie and Jen is the American forward who likes to score goals. And they are now teammates on the uh, women's pro team in Boston. So they have to learn how to play nice together in order for the team to win, which of course they don't want to do, but then, but then feelings happen. <laughs> Those darn feelings. Those darn feelings happen in every book. How dare they? <laughs> so um, that uh, kind of is a good segue into my next question. Uh, do you, do you consider yourself like an emotive person? Um, and do you think that, being an emotive person or not being an emotive person influences how one writes and you in particular? Mm, this is a very deep question. <laughs> it's a good one. I like it. Um, I would have to say I kind of am one of those people who plays their cards very close to my chest. Okay. I, I tend to go inward with my stuff okay. and um I feel like I feel my feelings more physically okay. so when I'm writing I notice that like my characters will have a lot of like clenched stomach pulse pounding like their reactions to things tend to be kind of physical okay which I think I think that's something they've they've gotten from me sorry guys <laughs> <laughs> and um yeah I uh I, I think it's one of those chicken and egg things a little bit. Like I, t when I write, I tend to just like dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. And then I have to go back and add in the things like setting and <laughs> emotions. And um, so it's, it's kind of, it's helped me be a better writer to be very conscious of like, how are they feeling? How is this making her feel? And it also like, has probably eked into my personal life of like, how are you feeling about this? Like, not just the physical sensations, but like, how are you feeling about this? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I would say that people who are in touch with their emotions, writing is probably, I don't want to say easier, perhaps it's more joyful. Because <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, you, you can um, get into your character's you know their their core quite a bit more yeah and you know it sounds like you can write more about those physical kind of reactions to feelings like you can be more descriptive i would think than you would be about kind of just like an emotional response 
without that physical response. I don't know if that makes sense, but. Yeah, yeah, I think that makes sense. And I think too, sometimes one of my favorite things to write is when the outside does not match the inside. So when somebody's like really upset about something, but their outside is just like, sure. (laughs) And they turn, you know, they do the crossed arms and they're clenching their fists or, you know, I. Or they're smiling. Yeah. Oh, but the smile doesn't reach their eyes. Yeah, like, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's always fun to write when you're in that character's point of view. So like the reader knows like, oh, she's not happy at all about this. But yeah. but yet she's like, no, no, everything's fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So you mentioned that you had two books that you wrote a while ago about hockey. So when did you actually start writing? And I, you know, I'm one of those kids who I've, I've just always kind of written stories. Um, It's actually funny, Tierney's daughter, Hope in Calling the Shots. She's kind of a precocious eight-year-old who likes to write stories about animals. And that was me as an eight-year-old writing stories about like kittens and, you know, just like whatever random animal I was into at that time. Mm-hmm. And um, so I started writing the most terrible teen romances in junior high. They're, they're hysterical. Like if I need to laugh, I read these things because so you still have them. Oh, I have a box of them. They're like handwritten on spiral notebooks oh, with so Garfield awesome. on the front. Oh, cool. They are, they're just, they're so bad. Cause I was like, you know what? 12. You know, when <laughs> uh-huh. I didn't know anything. So I was just writing these like terrible teen romances. Uh, but when I was in my early 20s, I sort of like got to that point of, you know, I'm actually going to like write a book and I'm going to finish this one because, you know, the teen ones I wrote, I just kind of like started them. And then maybe I wrote like some scenes I wanted to. And that was it because, you know, somewhere. yeah, I was, you know. As a teenager, I had other stuff to do. (laughs) So, um, yeah, so I was, um, yeah, early 20s. And then I actually like took years, but I wrote this very, very long historical romance. Um, And then I, because it was historical, I realized that I had a contemporary author voice because I kept wanting my characters to swear and say like modern things. Uh And, So my second manuscript that I wrote was contemporary and I was like, oh, this matches so much better. Uh, Yeah. And and, in uh, in the course of all of that, I I managed to write a hockey romance that was all from the hero's point of view. So like the guy, it was all in his point of view, which was very unmarketable at that time. And then um, I wrote another one that was actually like a, a male and a female goalies that had grown up together. She was better than him, and he knew it. Good. So, <laughs> of course, she was. Uh, yeah, you you know, uh, this was I wrote this book a long time ago, like well before women's professional hockey was on anybody's radar, and um, so that was interesting because for you know women hockey players, like they could play through college and they could be on the national team, and that was it. Yeah, like as far as it went. Yeah, you know, your career was done before you were 30. And um, that just that just made me really sad, honestly, writing this book and being like, 
she's so good, but like she's reached her peak like of her career. And it's it's really cool now to be able to write about, you know, women's pro league because there is one. Yeah. Like it's yeah. so cool that I can do that now. And I will say for any other writers out there, uh, if you want to write women's hockey romances, please do, because there are not enough. There, there are, are just a handful. Yeah, <laughs> there really aren't, you know? There, and, you know, I know readers are always asking for them. And, like, every, you know, every four years when the Olympics roll around, every, you know, everyone's, like, really invested in that U.S.-Canada rivalry. Mm-hmm. So please, if you have an idea in your head, go write it and shoot me an email and tell me you're writing it because we need a lot more women's hockey romances out there, especially women living women hockey romances because it happens all the time in real life. There are really not a lot of uh, romance novels about that include women's sports. I mean, there's a couple I've seen um, more recently about soccer Couple, mm-hmm. couple of basketball, but really not a lot. But with yeah. other sports, yeah. So, there, yep. yeah, we need more women athlete main characters in romance across the board. We Doesn't do. matter what we the do. pairings are. There you, <laughs> there you go. Awesome. So, um, you are publishing with is it Karina Press? Yep, Karina Press. Okay, I'm not familiar with them. Are they like a mainstream publishing house or an LGBTQ uh, house? They, I guess you would consider them a mainstream publishing house. They've been around for more than 12 years. They've, they've been around for a long time. They are um, owned by Harlequin. Oh. So um, it's kind of funny. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you might have heard of that, yeah. them. And <laughs> So it's kind of funny because like my contracts and things are with Harlequin, which, which always makes me giggle a little. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and um, it's, uh, yeah, they are doing just a really great job uh, publishing diverse titles and authors and stories. They, um, they have their like the Karina press titles, which are everything from historical romance contemporary male-male romances, female-female. They, you know, have had trans leads in their stories. Um, And they also have the Karina Adores line, which is specifically just LGBTQ plus titles. And um, yeah, they've had, uh, if if you're a, you know, female-female romance reader, they, um, you know, had Ruby Barrett's Hot Copy that came out this summer and um Chinsia C. Higgins is Devon and Chris plan a wedding. So yeah, they've they do a ton of hockey books. This is the funny part. No way. They I um I jokingly call them hockey press <laughs> because they put out a ton of it's mostly like male male or male female hockey romances. Uh-huh. So that's um odd. It, that's odd, right? It's it's just hysterical because like inevitably every year like they they you know contract with new authors and new books and there's always a couple of them that are hockey romances. So so someone just, in that in that chain in that editor chain at uh, Karina likes hockey apparently. Yes. <laughs> so for, that's what I tell people. I'm like if you write hockey romance, be sure to send it to Karina Press because. They'll already be like, well, I like that already for, you know, uh-huh. for the hockey. So <laughs> that's great. 
So are you, are you um when you write Kelly, do you do you write solo, um, always solo? Are you a part of a writing group? Have you ever been part of a writing group? Um, and if you were, how was that experience? So yeah, I am always happy to talk about my writing groups because I would still be writing that very long historical romance probably without them. Um, yeah, I my main like writers group is the Chicago North Romance Writers. Okay. Um, it's an independent organization and we've we've been having a lot of virtual stuff, you know, because of <laughs> because of this little pandemic that we've had. Oh, that thing. That thing that's ruined all in-person things. Uh, but yeah, they, they're amazing. We're a critiquing group. So that's where I've honestly learned more reading other people's work and seeing their work critiqued than my own. Um, it's just that it's amazing absorbing that information. Okay. And um, yeah, I thank them in every single book. Thank you. And I probably always will Aww, because so yeah, they're like, they're amazing. It's a great group of authors. Highly recommend if you if you want to check us out. Um, and then from that group, um, we actually formed a little a little thing called the Panera Supper Club, and uh, that's that's like a small group of us who, yes, we used to get together at a Panera on Sunday nights. And they're my, I know. And the worst part is this Panera that we met at closed during the pandemic. Oh no. So we have had, we've since like, we found a different Panera. All right. I'm so glad you know, to hear that. Yeah. It's like, what else is open late on a Sunday that I you know. can just sit there for hours? That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. Not much. Not not yeah, even like, Barnes and Noble anymore. No. And, you know, or they, they've like reduced hours. And so it's, it's tricky to find places that will let you just sit there. Yeah. Until 10 o'clock at night. Totally. Yeah, it is. Yep. Oh, yeah. that's great. So, so yeah. So you you credit your uh, group with really pushing you, um, kind of giving you that like kick in the butt that you needed to to publish and and keep going. That's awesome. Um, so when yeah, and it's it's good too to have people who are excited about your story. And that is that's advice I would definitely give if you're like a newbie author is find your people who get you. Because your friends and family love you dearly, but they don't quite understand what you're going through and that you have these weird voices in your head that are like telling you to do stuff, good stuff, you know, <laughs> like write my story. Uh -huh. <laughs> so yeah, it's really good to have those people who, who you can just talk to and like get it and, and are like, yep, I'm here with you. I'm struggling with this too. Um, also, brainstorming is so much easier for someone else's book. Like, I could be stuck, and then I talk to the Panera Supper Club, and they're just like, well, why don't you just do this? Why don't you do this? Why don't you have them blah, blah, blah? And you're like, oh, yeah, that that makes total sense. Yeah. Duh. Why didn't I think of that? Yeah. Cause yeah it's, that's great. Yeah. It's, so we um, had a Zoomy brainstorm thing on Sunday night, and I read a couple pages, mm -hmm. and... Um, and yeah, they just like, pew, 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 pew. and I was like, yep, yep, that all works. Thank you for, <laughs> thank you for, you know, making me seem like I'm a way better writer than I am. Cause that's... you, you guys are the geniuses right now. <laughs> oh, I'm sure that's not the case, but it's nice to have like, uh, your cheerleaders, right? 
Yes, absolutely. Definitely. They're the people I, my little text chain, they're the first people I tell with good writer news. Aw, that's so cool. Your buds. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I was, um, I always check out um, authors who are going to be on the show and I was looking at your website and it is really comprehensive. Um, like I'm amazed, like you have everything there. Um, and so I'm wondering, do you manage that or do you have someone else who manages the content? Um, I, I actually do it all myself. Wow. That's <laughs> impressive. Yeah. How do Thank you have you. time? <laughs> um, you know, I, I just, it was trial by fire when I, you know, having a website is one of those things they tell you as like a pre-published author, like be sure to have a website. And I was always like, but why? I have nothing to market. And then when I sold out on the ice and I had to like get it to my publisher for, you know, them to format it in an ebook and everything, they yeah. needed a live link oh, to God. like, they were like, we need the link to be live when you turn this in. And I was like, well, I guess I'm going to make a website like right now. <laughs> so I, you know, it's obviously gotten much better since the one I threw up there, but it's just kind of learn. Thank, thank goodness for Wix. Shout out to Wix for making it easy. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, I like to, um, I like to have that, that ability to just go in and change stuff really quick. Mm -hmm. Like I just went on it yesterday to add a virtual event that I'm doing and it just, you know, nope, just takes a few minutes. Cool. It, yeah. When I start messing around with the format and like deleting things and adding things that takes forever. Cause yeah. I'm probably doing it the least like, like I'm sure there's a way better way to do it, but wow. I'm wow. just winging it. Well, it looks great. Whatever you're doing, you're doing a great job. Cause it's fantastic. Thanks. Yeah. 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 I kind of like, I, I wanted it to be like a friendly chat vibe. Like I'm not a very formal person. And so I was like, my website's just going to be like, hey, here's me. This is what this is what it's all about. And I also wanted to um, have a page where, like, I have information for aspiring authors. Um, so, yeah, the um, writing info page on my website, which is kellyfarmerauthor.com, uh, there's, there's just some, like, links. There's a lot of links, basically, to writers groups hashtags you can follow podcasts you should listen to oh, you know how about that? whatever we can do yeah whatever you can do to help help the person who's behind you bring them with you that's that's a great that's, hopeful. that's a great <laughs> philosophy so uh the website is kellyfarmerwriter.com it's Kelly from her author author yeah okay. i know all right super fancy <laughs> kellyfarmerauthor.com so listeners check it out it's pretty cool I think you'll like it um thanks so so Kelly who out of all of your characters that that you have developed and and you know written about and included in your books who is your favorite this is tough because you know we love them all uh-huh but um I do have to say that Regan Lane um She's one of the main characters in Calling the Shots. She's one of those characters that just kind of burst into my head, like kicked the door down and was like, so you're going to tell my story. And, you know, just sat there and like tapped her foot until I actually got around to it. Um, she's just one of those people who 
you know, says exactly what's on her mind. And writing her was fun because normally when you're writing a character, you're kind of like, what would they say? How would they react? And with Reagan, it was just like, yeah, she's going to say that. Yep. She's going to say that. And it wasn't, there was no filter. It was just like, she's going to say that. Okay, let's go. That's fantastic um, that she just came so easily to you. Yeah. Yeah, she some yeah some 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 uh, characters are less forthcoming, <laughs> and you have to fight with them a little. Uh, but I, it's funny because I uh, so many of the characters I write are like you know there's a part of me in them, and Reagan is the me I wish I could be, hmm. because because again she just says whatever's on her mind. Is she the professional ice hockey player? She is the former player turned coach. Okay, but not the mom. Yeah, she's not the mom. The mom is the ice queen. Okay, all right. <laughs> Who is saying nothing that's on her mind. All right. Now, um, must one read these in, you know, order? Or can you pick up Calling the Shots and just read that as a standalone? You can absolutely read any of them as a standalone. Um, I will say that you may get a little more out of each book if you read them in order because they sort of, you know, Mm -hmm. reference back to what happened in the last books or, you know, how these characters are doing, you know, like spoiler that the, you know, Amy and Carol from Out on the Ice, which is book one, they're married in book three. So like uh-huh. you get to see like how's married life going, and so that's that's super fun. Um, if so again, you know, if you haven't read them, you sort of probably get the sense of like oh I guess these are the people from the other book whatever like okay good for them. Uh-huh. <laughs> but there's little you know mm-hmm. there's little nuggets of of joy for for the readers of the books that you'll be like oh my gosh it's so and so. So when you started writing Out on the Ice, did you intend for it to be a series or was it supposed to be just a standalone? I think I I very quickly had it form as a series in my head. Um, The very first idea I had, um, I was what what sort of kicked off my writing about women's hockey was the 2018 Olympics gold medal game between Team USA and Team Canada. Oh, that's a good Um, one. It was, oh, it was that nail biter that went to a shootout. Yeah. Like it, that one just like, I mean, it brought it all back. Like I want to write about hockey again. And um, so the, my, like the first idea was like, oh, it needs to be a U.S. Canada rivalry. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that like ended up not working for the characters that came to me. So I saved that for the second book. Mm-hmm. So I knew I had to write the second book because wow. like I have to write the, you know, U.S. Canadian rivalry, like you have to. Yeah, that's a part of hockey. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And then you know, at at some point during brainstorming of stuff, you know, Reagan, Reagan, like I said, Walston was like, "Hi, I need a book too." So you're gonna write mine. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. So, um, what what do you think? You know, you have a. a piece of your website that's devoted to helping aspiring authors what what do you think is um are are some common traps that uh aspiring writers fall into i had two that popped into my head and they're kind of two side two sides of a coin um the first one is what i did when i started out was 
not finishing a manuscript and just revising the same five paragraphs for years. Oh, wow. And this is, yeah, a lot of like newer writers that I know, this is the, like the big trap of just like, they start writing it because it's awesome. Like writing, I'm writing a book, it's so fun. And then maybe you join a writer's group or you know, you read some books on craft and then you're like, oh, wait, there's like a way to like, you know, a way you're supposed to do this. And like, oh, you need a, your, your characters need a goal. And oh, this is how, like, this is how you structure a manuscript. And then, so you go back to page one and you start revising, you start revising. And, and then like, you never get past page like a hundred. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's advice I always say that's is like, good. just keep writing get to the end because like first of all you get that enormous satisfaction to say you wrote an entire book yeah that's like quite a an lot accomplishment. of people yeah yes like that that in and of itself is amazing so um and also like once you get to the end of the book you actually know what it's about mm-hmm. so all that you know if you get your first five chapters perfect, it doesn't matter, you know, because chapters six through end, <laughs> yeah. like you still have to revise all that too. So just don't worry too much about getting it perfect. I would say definitely just have fun and enjoy, like enjoy it. It's so cool. You're writing a book, like you're making up a world and you're, you're creating people. That's mm-hmm. super cool. It is super cool. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. See, I have just the opposite problem. I have finished a couple of books, but I hate going back and editing them and changing <laughs> things. <laughs> so you're you're mean now. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's actually a perfect segue to the flip side. The other advice I would say uh-huh. is not editing books enough. <laughs> Because it is amazing and magical. I love drafting. That's my favorite part. When I'm just, oh, discovering this and everything great happens and it's so much fun. And then you type the end. Mm -hmm. And I would love to just be like, okay, let's move on. Ta-ta for now. (laughs) Yeah, like that was fun. Um, And indie publishing is so amazing. And I'm thrilled that it exists. Um, But, you know, if you're a first-time author it's really tempting to just like type the end and then, you know, yeah. go to the Zon and be like, upload. I wrote a book. Yeah. Buy my book. Yeah. And, um, and you know, it's, it, we definitely need some distance from our books. Like, like I don't usually recommend saying like type the end and then just go back to page one and start editing. Mm-hmm. Give yourself a week or two to like clear the book out of your head. And then, you do have to edit it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I promise you it will make the book better. Oh, yeah. 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 Definitely. And so, yeah, definitely, like, give it give it that that read through. Find find all the places that, you know, you wrote in brackets, fix this or <laughs> more here. Mm-hmm. Research this. That's my favorite. Research this because I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I'll figure that out later. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You know, yeah. I, I'm I'm very envious. I know uh, actually a couple writers who will just write a book, and um, they write what they know, so they don't have to do a lot of research, and they don't have to do a lot of editing. 
Like they just have got it down. Uh, it just it amazes me. You know, it just amazes yeah. me. I guess and some people, yeah, you know, everyone's process is different. Yeah. And some people write very clean first drafts. Yes. Yeah, they need very little editing. Uh, and then you have the other people who do that, like the zero draft or the vomit draft, where it's just like, yeah, here's my thoughts. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to go with these thoughts and yeah. see where it takes me. Exactly. So I I have learned that since I don't like editing that much, I try to write cleaner first drafts so it's less painful. Yeah. Yeah. Smart. <laughs> Smart. I like that. <laughs> yeah. So and I actually like I, I, I kind of I like that first edit because it that's when you like you're like, OK, OK, I know what the book's about now. Let's make it better. Um, but like by copy edits and proofreads, I'm like, oh, my God. I never want to read this book again. <laughs> oh, <I'll> bet. <laughs> uh, those are the worst then. Because then you have like somebody who actually knows the rules of the English language. Unlike me, who's just like making them up. That like, <laughs> they're like, you know, a hyphen goes here. I have no idea where hyphens go. So I'm like, fine. I don't care. Whatever. <laughs> yes. It's, hyphen. <laughs> it's the semicolon that gets me. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And for me, it's like the colon it's like, is the next letter capitalized? I don't know. <laughs> that, that's what editors get paid to do, right? <laughs> Sometimes what I have to tell myself is like, just some, if it's wrong, someone who actually knows will fix it. Yep, there you go. All right. So um, do you like to hear from your readers, Kelly? I do. I love chatting with, with lovers of love. <laughs> people who enjoy reading about love nice so how would yeah. they get a hold of you how would someone reach out to you where can they contact you like on your website at um kellyfarmerauthor.com can they <clears throat> excuse me contact yeah. you there all right i kind of made i made my website kind of a one-stop shopping so uh, there is on the bottom of every page on the website there's a place where you can sign up for my newsletter um, and I send it like once a month. Uh, and um, I also, if you sign up for my newsletter, I have some short bonus stories in the Out on the Ice series that tell one of the minor characters in the series, Gina Morales, it tells her story in the short stories. So if you sign up for my newsletter, you get access to those. Um, and yeah, I, I kind of let you know what's up in my newsletters. Um, there's also links to my social media and, you know, BookBub and Amazon and all that fun stuff. Um, if you want to connect on social media, I'm on Twitter the most. Um, and that is at Kelly Farmer Auth, A-U-T-H, because um, Twitter wouldn't allow two more stinking letters. <laughs> yeah, we know how they are. <laughs> Everyone's trying to figure out how to shove their name into the... Uh -huh fitting into the the you know and it's all about shoving things to fit in twitter you know like, i know it really is yeah. okay i'll delete the word and and put the ampersand no and then, spaces uh, just to run on words yeah so, so one okay. thing i like better i'm also on facebook so okay. one thing i like slightly better on facebook is i don't have to do that i can be wordy <laughs> mm-hmm um, yeah, and my author Facebook page is Kelly Farmer Author, because I could use all the word letters in author. 
<laughs> they are not the letter Nazis. So <laughs> they're like, just be verbose. Yeah. It's yeah. all good. Uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh. All right. All right, listeners. So you can contact Kelly at kellyfarmerauthor.com or on Twitter at Kelly Farmer Auth or on Facebook at Kelly Farmer Author. Um, so check out her website. Check out her books. Um, her latest book that's coming out is called Calling, Calling the Shots. The shots. <laughs> yes, Calling the Shots. Um, and those are available uh, anywhere you get your books. Is that right? Um, they are uh, digital titles. So basically anywhere that you like to download your ebooks. Okay. They're on all the major retailers. Awesome. So All right. Yeah. All right. You heard it here first, folks. Get it. Um, <laughs> so, Kelly, any parting words for our listeners today? Yeah. Um, I just wanted to thank you all so much for reading about women falling in love and supporting and celebrating sapphic love. Uh, it's, it's so awesome to be able to tell these stories and to, to share in the joy of, you know, two knuckleheads falling in love with each other. <laughs> oh, well, we appreciate that you write about these knuckleheads so that we can read <laughs> about them. Um, thank you. My so much. pleasure. <laughs> so that is all the time we have for today. Uh, I'm Anita Kelly. And thanks for joining Les Talk About Books, baby. And again, thanks to our author today, Kelly Farmer. And again, check out her uh, series called Out on the Ice. And her latest uh, book in that series is called Calling the Shots. So until next time, may your journey be lighthearted, peace be plenty, and be safe, folks. <laughs>